Welcome to Sap's Quest, a solo RPG actual play podcast. I am your host, GM, and solo player, Sap, and this is my quest. The following podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sap's Quest. In this episode, things will happen. I don't know what, so let's find out. Last time, a couple of things happened, and the most important part was that we found out that a dude named Grugmi was not the mole, but he was somehow connected to the whole mole thing. And we found him trying to run away at the spaceport. We tackled him, punched him a few times, and got him back to the police station. And Hex was trying to put in a good word for him because of the circumstances. If you want to know what those are, just go back to the previous episode and listen to it, and you will find out. However, uh, Grogmi, the metal man, is also being interrogated by Police Chief Krull and his cronies to probably figure out who the real mole really is. And that's where we ended the previous episode. To kick off this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to roll Fulfill Your Vow on the vow that's named Rat Out the Mole. Depending on the outcome of that roll will tell us what's going to happen next. If we fulfill it or if we have to do more things or if we have to forsake it. So with no further ado, here comes the roll. Hooray! That's a strong hit with a 1 and a 6 on the challenge dice versus a 8 on the progress meter. So, on a strong hit, your vow is fulfilled. Mark a reward on your quest legacy track per the vow's rank. This, In this case, it was a dangerous, so we get 2 ticks. And that means that we have finally filled out a full box on our quest legacy track meaning that we have finally earned 2 XP so I can upgrade an asset or buy a new asset. No, we cannot buy a new asset because that cost 3 XP, but I got so I can upgrade an asset. So I'm probably going to do that when it feels like a good time and place. Now, back at the police station, Krull finish up the interrogation with Grugmi and Grugmi has apparently told them, uh, probably made some sort of deal, and told them who the key players are in the whole mole fiasco. Probably pointed someone out. Uh, so that's why the vow was completed, and Hex uh, does not have to be involved anymore. But Hex is still waiting around, because he wants to ask Kroll a very important question. So when Kroll comes out from the interrogation room, um... Hex walks up to him and he asks, So, Krull, how's it going with the patient? And Krull answers, Well, I don't know what he answers, so we're gonna ask the Oracle, um, How is it going with the with the patient? Is he awake? Uh, I don't know, so we're gonna go with a 50-50. So here we go. 
That's a yes. The patient is awake. Fantastic. And this is when I realized that I had not planned for that whatsoever. So, hmm. What will Kroll say? I think he looks up at Hex and he says, mm, Well, the patient is awake and we have learned that his name is... I don't know what his name is, so we're gonna figure that out right now. So, his name is Klato. So Kroll says, mm, We have learned that his name is Klato. So let's figure out a little bit about Klato. Uh, so gonna roll on first look. He is grim and augmented. So grim and augmented, I think that means that, well, he looks grim because he's probably still very wounded and not in the best of shape and augmented I think he got some sort of uh, implant uh, maybe he got a robotic arm uh, or something like that so that's pretty interesting uh, let's see what disposition he got helpful so that's good for us Hopefully, when we're gonna go and speak to him. And I'm not gonna roll on his role, because we already know that he is a mercenary. But I will roll for what his overall goal is. So, here we go. Gain knowledge. I don't know what knowledge he wants to gain, but maybe that will... Maybe that will be revealed to us at a later stage, depending on how everything goes in the future. And I will also roll on what race he is. Oh my, so uh, he's a blob. Uh, blobs comes in all sizes, uh, but are generally slightly smaller than the average human. So he's probably about the same size as Hex, because Hex is on the shorter side. Uh, but yeah, uh, blobs are also semi-transparent, and they have large tentacles for arms and legs. But they are humanoid. Uh, they use two arms and two legs and a head and all those things. They are just very squishy and, well, blobby. So, yeah. This is Klato, the blob. Alright, so, back to Krull. Mm, yes, we have learned that uh, his name is Klato, and he's awake, but um, I don't know if he is in uh, any uh, um, fit state for uh, visitors, but... Uh, I will, uh, I will ask and uh, come back to you uh, with the information um, soon. Hicks just nods and then he says, Thank you, Krull. However, I will have to leave the settlement of Bulwark for at least a few days. But when Clayto feels up for it, let me know and I will try and get back here as soon as I possibly can. Well, with that, I think our businesses are concluded for now and I will see you in the near future. And with that, I think they just walk their separate ways.
but I think that this warrants a make a connection roll with Krull. So we're going to do that right now. So here we go. That's a 7 on the action die versus a 4 and a 2 on the challenge dies for a strong hit. On a strong hit, you create a connection, give them a roll and rank, and whenever your connection aids you on a move closely associated with their roll, add plus 1 and take plus 1 momentum on a hit. So that's not bad at all. It means that if I need Krull's help uh, as the acting police chief, I will get some bonuses, so can't complain about that. Uh, however, I think that Kroll is probably not too easy to become friends with, so I'm gonna put his rank at formidable, and we'll see where that goes in the future. I also think we should make a make a connection roll uh, against or towards Grugmi, because I think we might have some sort of connection with him. Because I feel that he appreciated that Hex was trying to help him out uh, the best he could, all things considered. So, here we go. That's a 5 on the action die versus a 2 and a 10 on the challenge dies for a weak hit. On a weak hit, as above, so we manage to forge the connection and all that but and we get the bonuses uh, close to roll and all those things but um, this connection comes with a complication or cost envision what they reveal or demand I'm not sure he would actually demand anything because we have already put in a good word for him and everything but just because I don't want to be a cheater uh, I'm gonna say that he wants Hicks to make sure his family is safe or to get them to a safe place if they're not. And uh, maybe get some witness protection thing. Because um, he, he thinks that they will be a prime target now that he's been caught and he has ratted out who the real mole is. So Hicks is just going to look him in the eye and he's going to say, I swear I'll do whatever I can to keep your family safe. And then we're gonna roll Swear an Iron Vow. So here we go. Crap. That's a 3 on the action die and a 6 and a 2 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. And on a weak hit, you are determined, but begin your quest with more questions than answers. Take plus one momentum and envision what you do to find the path forwards. Well, at least that puts us on a 10 momentum. So we have maxed out momentum, which is pretty good. And Hicks is also determined, but he got some questions. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to head out... We're going to head back to Krull. We're going to ask him to put Grogmi's family in witness protection. Because I think that makes more sense that we... I don't think Hex would be completely... I don't know, just filled with questions. I mean, this is not a very complicated thing to do, I think. I'm At least not if he gets help from Krull. So, I think we're going to... Yeah, Hicks is going to go to Krull and talk to him about this. And 
We're gonna make a new vow. Uh, we call it get Grogdon's family into witness protection. And we're just gonna make it troublesome because I don't think it's gonna be a big deal, honestly. And to be completely honest, I just, I kinda wanna finish this up quickly because I'm really excited to go and take a look at the vault. I just wanna visit the vault. So we're gonna do this fast and dirty. So Hicks is not gonna waste any time. He's just gonna walk straight up to Kroll and he's gonna say, Kroll, Grogmi's family, we need to get them into witness protection and we need to do it fast. There are reasons to believe that they are in danger now that you have caught Grogmi and there's a, it's only a matter of time before the gangs find, find out that their mole has been compromised and I think Grogmi's family might be in danger and so does Grogmi. And with this, we are gonna try and secure an advantage. And to do that, we're gonna use plus heart. That's a six on the action die, and a five and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit. And on a strong hit, take both. So we take plus two momentum, which is basically useless because we are, we are already maxed out at 10. And we're gonna add plus one on your next move. And that's actually the one we we're after, so that's great. And because of that strong hit, I'm gonna say that this is a milestone, so I'm gonna mark progress on the bow, putting us at three, so that's a good start already. As I said, I wanna go to the vault, so I might be rushing this a little bit. Don't hate me. Anyway, I think that Krull looks back up at Hex and he says, Yes, um, well, you know that hosting a criminal's family in a witness protection, it costs a lot of money. And I'm not so sure that um, the police department uh, or the government is uh, willing to spend those uh, sorts of money. So, um, I don't know. Hicks looks straight into his eyes and he says, Krull, you listen here. I did my part of the bargain. I tracked down the informant. I found him. I brought him to you. I don't take any credit for this. You can take all the credit as we discussed. And also, he broke my nose. You see my nose? He broke it. Okay? Now, these people are innocent. They need protection. They haven't done nothing wrong. You make sure they get protection. Am I clear? Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work, but we're going to do a compel. And we are going to use, I think, heart. Because we're trying to uh, barter with the crawl. I guess we could use iron. Uh, but we're not really threatening or inciting him. We are trying to uh, barter or at least encourage him to do what we want him to do. Um... I'm going to say we're going to use heart, so here we go. Aw, come on. It's a 6 on the action die versus a 7 and a 5 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. And on a weak hit, they agree, but there is a demand or complication. And honestly, I don't want to deal with that, so I'm going to burn my momentum. Yep, 
I'm gonna reset it back to two from ten just because of this bullshit. So, all right, uh, we're burning the momentum and we get a strong hit. So on a strong hit, they will do what you want basically. And I take one momentum, so my momentum goes up to three. And I'm gonna mark progress on Val, putting us at a six. So, so far so good. So Hicks turns his back on Kroll and as he leaves the room he says Kroll, I'm gonna go and grab Grugni's family and I'm gonna bring them back here so please make sure everything's ready for when we get back. And then he leaves the room. Now I think we need to ask the Oracle a couple of questions about Grugni's family. Things Hicks probably found out while he was talking to Grugni um, either during the escort to the police station or afterwards in his cell uh, when he asked him to keep the family safe. So the first question will be, do they live in the slums? Uh, I'd say that's likely, so let's ask. 57, so yes, they do live in the slums. Uh, the next question is, does he have more than two kids? I say that there is a small chance. That's a 51, so no, he only got uh, one or two kids. So, follow up, uh, does he have two kids? 50-50. 48. So, yes, he does have two kids. So, now we know. And I would like to know, does the family, or at least the wife, know what he's been up to? That he's been working with the, with the gangs uh, as an informant. So, I'd say that it's unlikely that they know. Or maybe it's 50-50. We'll say 50-50. 67. So, no, the, the wife and family does not know that he has been consorting with the criminals so it's gonna be interesting to see what what will happen there um well we will cross that bridge when we get there um do i need to know anything else i don't think so i think that's good enough for now so uh hex is gonna go and he's gonna go and find them and bring them back to to the police station and to do that, we need to make a gather information move uh, using wits. We got a plus two to wits, so here we go. Hooray! That's a strong hit with a match. We got a three on the action die and a two and a two on the challenge dice, so that's fantastic. Okay, so on a strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn, then take plus two momentum. So we're going to grab the two momentum, putting us at a five. Uh, gathering the momentum back is good because I think we're going to need it when we get to the vault. Um, anyway, uh, we discover something helpful and specific. Uh, hmm. I think that I think that Grugmi actually just gave Hicks the address and told him where they are. 
and to just go there and tell them they need to come back with Hex to the uh, police station because uh, something has happened to Greg Me or with Greg Me. So um, I know it's a bit of a maybe a bit of a force, but yeah, that's how it is. So uh, Hex comes to to Greg Me's family and he tells them kind of sort of what has happened and that they have to come with him to the police station and get ready to uh, well basically get into hiding at least for a little while until all this has settled down and uh, everything is figured out and because of that uh, stronghold with the match I don't think they're gonna do anything I don't think we need to compel uh, the family or anything they will just grab their things uh, pack it up I think uh, Hex is pretty urgent with this and you know telling them to we we have to go uh, there's not much time you know things like that so I think uh, this is pretty clean cut he just grabs them and takes them back to the police station so I'm gonna mark progress once more putting us at a nine so i think we're almost ready to fulfill the vow but before that just to add a little bit of drama i'm gonna ask the oracle if we get attacked by some gang members on our way to the police station because they have found out what uh, what is going on and they want to take down grugmi's family in retaliation so hmm, i think that it's unlikely but we're still gonna see just to add that little bit of extra drama so here we go unlikely why did i do this okay i rolled an 11 and if i had rolled 25 or higher the answer would be no but I did not do that because apparently I hate myself and put myself in uh, unnecessary danger <laughs> and uh, Rolo uh, seems to like to mess with me right now so yeah the answer is yes we are getting attacked while we're heading back to the police station from Grugmi's family home great so Hicks walks up to the door and knocks and he speaks to the family about Grugmi. It sort of explains what's going on and tell them that they have to come with him to the police station. So basically everything we went through before. But as they leave the apartment, walking towards uh, some sort of cab to take them to the police station, Hicks notices something, you know, in the corner of his eye. There's something that's just doesn't feel right. So he, he looks around and he can see these thugs walking towards them very deliberately. And he can see one of them putting his hand into his pocket and pulling out some sort of boomstick, getting ready to aim it towards the family. Hicks barely got time to turn to the family and scream at them to get the hell out of there before he pulled out a handful of beads and letting them uh, circle his hands like he usually do when he gets ready to enter the fray haha <laughs> enter the fray we're gonna do that right now see what happens and we're gonna use edge because I think we are sort of on the move when we do this 
So that gives us a 3 plus on the roll, which is good for us. Uh, oh, right. We need to make a new progress meter. Um, fight off the gang. Yeah, we're going to call it that. And uh, we're going to make it... I think we're going to make it dangerous because there are more than one opponent at this moment. Uh, I don't know how many there are, actually. Let's let's just ask the oracle. So I'm going to roll a... I think I'm going to roll a d3 to see what we get. So here we go. There are only two of them, so that's not too bad. So we're going to make the... Uh, we're gonna make this fight a dangerous one and okay so here we go enter the fray using edge that's a six on the action die and a three and a one on the challenge dies for a strong hit so on a strong hit take both as we get plus two momentum and we are in control Incidentally, that puts us at a 7 on momentum, so I'm pretty happy with that. I think we can use that to our advantage when we with a roll that we're probably going to do sooner or later. So, momentum, good. Okay, so we are in control, and that means that I think, I think Hex is just going to strike right away. He's not going to wait for any explanations. He's just going to take some of his bead and he's going to fire it towards the first aggressor. We can call him that. Yeah, aggressor sounds nice. So we're going to do a strike uh, using edge once more because we are attacking at a distance. Uh, getting a another plus one for the, for the coin shot asset as we fire a few beads towards one of the attackers. So there we go. That's an 8 on the action die and a 9 and a 1 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. And uh, we can't burn any momentum or anything to get it better. So on a weak hit, mark progress twice, but you expose yourself to danger, you are in a bad spot. Well, we mark progress twice, so that's four boxes. That's pretty good, but we are now in a bad spot. So what happens is that Hex pulls out his beads and he fires them towards one of the aggressors and he does hit him and he falls over and Hex is not going to wait around to see if he's dead or not but he, he can see the, the impact and he can see him fall over but he's now in a position that if he can hit them they can hit him so one of the opponents are going to fire his boomstick towards, uh, towards Hex and that means that we are going to have to clash because we are well we are still fighting at a distance uh, so we're going to use edge and basically what happens is that Hicks he jumps out and he shoots his beads and all that but as I said before if he can hit them they can hit him so the other guy is pulling out his boom boomstick and he is firing towards towards Hex and the only thing Hex can really do is duck and run and pull out some more beads and fire fire them towards the second aggressor so let's see what happens we get a plus one for the coin shot still and we also get the uh, plus three because of edge so here we go 
Okay, that's a very, very good roll. We got a 10 on the action die versus a 9 and an 8 on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit, mark progress twice and you overwhelm your foe and are in control. So because we're marking, um, marking it twice, we are at an 8 on the progress meter. So I think it's actually already time to do the decisive action move because basically what happens is that Hicks fires uh, his beads towards the first guy and he goes down. He then fires his beads towards the other guy as he is getting fired at by the second guy. So he can see that the beads are hitting and impacting and all these things. So what the decisive action is, it basically will show us if they're both down for the count and the danger, so to speak, is over so we can get into the cab with the family and get the hell out of here and back to the police station ASAP. So, okay, taking decisive action. Here we go. Okay, so we had a 9 on the progress meter and I just rolled a 4 and a 10. So, yeah, that's a weak hit. So you achieved your objective, but not without without cost. Roll on the table below or choose one. If the fight continues, you're in a bad spot. So we're gonna roll on the we're gonna roll on the list and see what happens. So 1d hundred. 87. On 87, it gets complicated. The true nature of a foe or objective is revealed. Oh, Okay, I think that means that none of the aggressors are actually down for the count. So they're both getting back up and getting ready to fire against Hex. What I think we're gonna do is, I think we're gonna actually clear this whole... I think we're gonna clear the whole progress and begin from the beginning uh, because it was such a uh, floppity flop. <laughs> So we're going to clash once more because we're in a bad spot and we're firing back and forth. And yeah, here we go. So that's a six on the action die versus a four and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we mark progress twice and we're back in control. So that's great. What we're gonna do now is, uh, so we're gonna do a strike because what, what I think Hicks was actually doing with the first uh, so-called clash is that he he basically put down like suppressive fire with his uh, beads and got the uh, got the other two to hunker down and he gets into a better position and waits for one of them to pop out pop up yeah. English hard today again what the hell. Hex is going to wait for one of them to pop up his head from cover and he's gonna try and precision strike the dude right in the, between the eyes with one of his beads. He is pretty good with the beads so I think he can do it so we're gonna do the strike and uh, we'll get the plus four because of the asset and the edge so here we go again. Okay so that's a seven on the action die versus a seven and a three on the challenge dies 
for another weak hit. But on a weak hit, we still mark progress twice. And that puts us all the way up to an 8 already. So that's great. And the problem is that because it was a weak hit, we are exposing ourselves to danger. So we're in a bad spot. And I think what that means is that this guy pops up his head and... Hex aims his bead and he fires and he hits him right between the eyes just as he were supposed to but that also means that the other guy gets a almost a free shot towards Hex so I think that uh, we're gonna react under fire because the other guy is firing towards Hex so Hex is gonna use his edge once more because because he's going to dodge out of the way and get back into position and take cover and all of these things at the same time. So here we go with the plus edge. No, that's not good. So I rolled a six on the action die and a seven and a seven. <laughs> on the challenge dies for a miss with a match. And that's terrible so on a miss the situation worsens and you stay in a bad spot and you must pay the price so first things first we are going to pay the price so a d100 48 a new enemy is revealed okay so uh, I think yet another guy is showing up and mm, okay so we're gonna add him to a new progress meter and we're gonna call it uh, gang leader I think it's a I think it's a gang leader that shows up and joins the fray and because of that miss with a match he is going to have his own progress meter and he's also going to be dangerous uh, I think formidable is a little bit too much at this point, so we're just gonna make him dangerous. But that means that we have, uh, we're almost finished with the fight of the gang progress. Uh, we could try and fix that pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna do that. But we now also have the gang leader that we have to deal with. So what we're gonna do is we're in a bad spot because. We completely whiffed that roll, so yeah, didn't go very well. Anyway, uh, so what we're gonna do now is, I think we're still reacting under fire, because um, Hicks was trying to get back into position and and dodging out of the way, but he he failed really really badly. So we'll, uh, instead of getting into position, he and taking cover, he tried to. He tried to jump behind, you know, some some trash cans or whatever. But one of the uh, one of the thugs fired towards him, hit the trash can, and it basically blew up in his face. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna react under fire towards those two. And also, as this happens, he can also see someone a new a new thug come come joining the fray and that's the the gang leader and he shouts at them to just kill him um so yeah reacting under fire once more okay let's hope this works still using itch we're still trying to dodge and 
well take cover and getting back into position i think he's trying to find some new cover at least because uh, he's a sitting duck uh, and hex doesn't like that so okay here we go okay this is way better so first of all we rolled a nine on the action die versus a three and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit with a match and that's really good for us so okay uh because it's um, on a strong hit uh, we are in control and we take plus one momentum so we're going to start with that and uh, that puts us at an eight momentum uh, what should we do with the match i think what we're going to do is as he runs around and uh, trying to get into a better position and getting into cover i think we're gonna just do a ah, we're gonna skip the whole match uh, thing right now because i can't come come up with anything good so we're just gonna uh, strike right away uh he gets into cover or into position and he sticks up his head and he take decisive action yep we're gonna do that we're gonna take decisive action versus the first three thugs basically he's loading up uh, like a couple of uh, beads in each hand and he just throws them out with his with his powers towards uh towards the uh, the two thugs that that he entered the fray with to begin with so so decisive action okay that's an eight on the progress meter versus a four and a one so that's a strong hit so you prevail take plus one momentum and if the fight continues and it will uh, we are going to be in control so that's very good for us so what we're going to do now is that we are going to strike once more but this time we're going to strike against the, the gang leader that just turned up so what happens is that hex gets the beads out he loads them up and he shoots them as hard as he can towards the the two thugs that is already almost defeated once more so they're already a bit uh, woozy and probably not in the best of shape to begin with but the beat hits them and probably do some nasty damage into their chests and they basically just fly away backwards smashes into some trash cans or maybe into a wall or something like that and you can hear this crackling sound as they, they hit um, and probably break a few bones and they fall down to the ground and they just stay there so that means that we have finished we have finished the fight with the two original gang members that we entered the fray with however now we have the gang leader to deal with and i think that hicks is simply just gonna take aim right away not waiting for anything else to happen and he is going to strike with edge and firing his beads so that's a again it's a plus four to the roll there we go so that's a 10 wait six seven eight, eight ten. yeah that's a 10 on the action die versus a 10 and an eight on the challenge dies i just can't get a break well it's a weak hit and on a weak hit we mark progress twice as we have done before so many times now but i expose myself to danger and are in a bad spot Blah. 
So yet again, Hicks pops up and he fires the rounds and they hit. And we can see the the gang leader he he gets stricken in his shoulder or something, and he cries out, Ugh! and then he gets pissed off and he fires his gun straight towards Hicks. So that means that once more we are going to react under fire and same as before we're gonna still keep on going with the edge because i don't find any other thing i can really do here so it's just basically dodging or getting back into cover uh, so yeah here we go okay so that's a five on the action die versus a six and a five on the challenge die for a weak hit <sighs> You succeed, but face troublesome cost. Make a suffer move, minus one. You stay in a bad spot. So, okay, I get into cover, which is great, but I also have to make a suffer move. And I think uh, what that means is, I think I'm gonna take the suffer move to my spirit. Yeah, uh, Hex is taking a hit to his spirit because this fight is taking too much out of him. Uh, he was in a hurry. He wanted to get the, the family to safety as soon as possible. And now he's stuck here fighting these thugs. Uh, and I just think that it takes a little bit on his spirit because he don't want to do this. He, he just want to finish it and get the heck out. So yeah, we're still in a bad spot. And I don't know. I think we're going to do the clash this time. Yeah, we're gonna do with the clash because uh, we're fighting uh, at a distance the the thug or the gang leader thug uh, i don't really i don't think he's actually a leader he's just one of those enforcers uh, not just a regular henchman but he's like a you know one of those in between the, the leader and the, the garbage <laughs> well anyway um we're gonna keep calling him that gang leader uh, for now because it has worked so far so let's just keep going with that so anyway here's the clash uh, using again edge uh, I know I'm milking the edge but I don't find any other way to do it sure I could Hicks could run up and trying to beat his ass with iron but why would he do that when he's much much better at just shooting people with his beads so we're gonna roll the edge once more and uh, here we go No, that's another weak hit. God damn it. So I rolled a seven on the action die versus a nine and a three on the challenge dice. So yeah, weak hit. Well, um, at least we get to mark progress. Uh, so we're going to do that, putting us at a five, no, six, putting us at a six on the progress meter. But you are dealt a counter blow or setback. You stay in a bad spot and must pay the price. I think the, the price we're going to pay right now is we're going to take yet another hit to the health, putting us at a three. I think what happens is that as they fire towards each other and they weave around and, and you know, doing the things, dodging and jumping and hiding and waiting for the right, the right moment, uh, in the clash, uh, Hex manages to hit the gang leader, uh, 
thus the progress. But also he takes his, uh, he takes a hit from the gun, and I think he's gonna get hit in there. Let's roll to see where he gets hit. He's getting hit in his right leg. Okay, so just a quick little explanation of what just happened. So what I do is that I roll a 1d6 and each number represents a sort of a body part. So one is the head, two is the uh, right arm or shoulder, and three is the stomach, four is the left arm, five is the right leg, and six is the left leg. So I rolled a five, so Hex is getting hit in his right leg. Okay back to the story so uh, they fire back and forth and all that as I said and even though uh, Hex managed to hit the, this gang leader uh, and do a little bit of damage and as I said we get the progress Hex is also hit in the leg uh, losing one health point and he's like ah oh, damn it that hurts because getting shot in the leg does hurt I guess I have never been that, but I think it would hurt a lot. Anyway, um, so yeah, that what happens, and I think that we are still in a bad spot. God damn it! So I think we're gonna actually clash one more time. One hope this. I really hope this goes better. So uh, I think what happens is that yeah, we're in a bad spot because Hex gets uh, hit in the leg and he falls down and he stumbles and crashes into a, a couple of dustbins or whatever and this gang leader is getting a little bit cocky so he walks up and is ready to shoot he's ready to shoot uh, hex from a closer distance but that also means that hex has a chance to fire a few more beads towards the aggressor or the gang leader so we're gonna clash one more time as uh, as the gang leader uh, readies his gun and Hex uh, brings up his hand, points it towards the gang leader, aiming yet again right between the eyes, going all out on this one. So what we're gonna do is we're actually, we're gonna activate Firebrand one more time. So when we activate the Firebrand we get an, an additional plus two to whatever we're doing which means that we got three from the edge because uh, we're gonna clash and all that we get plus one from the coin shot and we get plus two from the firebrand so that puts us at a plus six that's amazing so plus six to this clash ha <sighs> I, I, if this fails i'm going to be so bad <laughs> okay so Plus six to this roll. Here we go. Oh my god. Okay, so it is a strong hit. We got a nine on the action die and a four and an eight on the challenge die. So even though with all these buffs, we're still just one one little number away from being a weak hit but it is a strong hit and that's exactly what we wanted so on a strong hit mark progress twice you overwhelm your foe and you are in control and because we're marking uh, progress twice we are at 10 which means that we are going to take decisive action right away but first a little bit of fiction so what happens is that 
Hicks is lying on the ground. He is tumbling uh, <laughs> around in the in the dirt, and this big gang leader thug comes walking towards him, thinking he got the upper hand in the situation. But Hicks turns around. Uh, he brings just a single bead to the point of his finger. He points it towards the thug, aiming it right between the eyes, as I said before. And he he calls upon his inner power, uh, his burning desire to get this fucker out of his way. So yeah, he activates his firebrand. He just doesn't know that's what it's called. Anyway, uh, he he activates that and he just pushed this little little metal bead with all his might right in the face of the gang leader, and it does hit. And the gang leader is toppled over and he falls right down onto his back. Uh, Hicks runs up as fast as he can, basically steps on his stomach. And he he's so tired of this right now. So the decisive action is he is going to shoot this dude right in the face with like two or three beats. Just to make sure this motherfucker is never going after anyone ever again. Yeah, I think Hicks is a little bit pissed off. So anyway, here we go. We have a 10 on the progress meter, and here comes the roll. So that's a 9 and an 8 for a strong hit. Finally. Okay, so you prevail, take plus one momentum, and I would be in control if the fight continues, but it won't continue. So our momentum is back up to 10. Whew, okay, that was a... That was one heck of a fight, but Hicks came out victorious, and that's what counts. Oh, and he also killed three people. Eh, I don't think that's gonna have any repercussions whatsoever in the future. I imagine that the family and the cab has gotten the fuck out of there, and the cab knew they were going to the police station so I'm just gonna assume that he takes them there as they run away when the fighting and the shooting is uh, heating up so Hex uh, he gets out of the slums uh, I think he, he, he cleans himself up a little bit you know uh, getting rid of the dust and trying to cover up the blood uh, from the shot he got in the leg probably uh, not feeling too great, but he's gonna yeah, make his way back to the to the police station. Probably swing down the cab and grab that one. And I think that when he gets back to when he gets back to to the police station, Krull is uh, already getting started to explain everything to Grugman's family and getting them ready for a witness protection because that's. Yeah, that's what he promised to do. So, I think we are going to fulfill the vow, uh, get Grogu's family into witness protection. Because I think if we fail this, well, then we'll see what happens. But if if we succeed uh, with the role, basically what happens is that Krull gets them into witness protection, and we have held up our side of the bargain. So time to fulfill the vow so we have nine on the vow meter because it's 
not a progress meter it's a bow meter i don't know we have a nine anyway and we're gonna roll that challenge dice and hope for the best so here we go okay so that's a three and a two on the challenge dice so we got a strong hit yay that's precisely what we wanted so on a strong hit your vow is fulfilled and i can mark reward on your quest legacy track and this one was actually just a troublesome so we only get one tick eh, i mean it's it's not great but eh, it's okay slowly but steadily we are leveling up oh right i i also have i still have two experience points i can use hmm yeah we're gonna deal with that uh, in a little bit so okay that means that we have finished the get Grogan's family into weapons protection and that means that at the moment we have no more vows uh, we need to deal with here on this settlement which means that we are free to finally go and explore the vault yay i've been waiting for this but i'm afraid that has to wait until next time so thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed it i hope you're looking forward to explore the vault with me because i really want to do this these vaults seems awesome so once again thank you very much for listening and i hope i see you in the next one Thank you for listening. If you like what you have heard, share this pod with anyone and everyone. Feel free to subscribe to the show in any and all podcatchers. Leaving a review is also very much appreciated. If you wish to get in contact with me, you can find me at sapsquest at gmail.com. Music by Diego Suarez and Tabletop Audio. Rolo's blessing be upon you, and may your dice forever be in your favor.